The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericahealth.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed in the following program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Born to be Breastfed with your host, Marie Biancuso. Our program aims to help you bust through the breastfeeding myths and ensure you and your baby enjoy the breastfeeding journey. Over the next hour, we'll help you figure out how to overcome the obstacles you might encounter and how to incorporate breastfeeding into your busy life. Now, here is your host, Marie Biancuso. Hello, everyone. I'm Marie Biancuso. Welcome. I'm your host for Born to be Breastfed. Thank you so much for joining me. We have a great show coming up today. I'm looking forward to it. I hope you are, too. Here's what I'd like to tell you today. Probably something you might already know. You know, so many mothers start out with a goal to breastfeed for six months. Maybe that's you. But often, things just kind of don't work out the way that you might have hoped. Maybe you had a cesarean delivery, or maybe the baby that you just delivered was born before term. Or there are any number of other issues that seem to threaten those early successes. Now, when that happens, you find yourself a little unglued, right? And sometimes you think it's going to be like this big, hairy deal. And as a woman who has worked in a hospital for many, many years, I can tell you that I've seen those people. I've seen you. I've really seen how people really feel like it's all going to come unraveled. But sometimes, you know, sometimes the solutions aren't all that difficult. They just require a little tweaking. And other times... What you'll find, like about 10 days, I get so many of those what I call 10-day-itis calls. Then what happens is I see these mothers, maybe you, finding yourself running an all-night smorgasbord of food, and yet you have a hungry baby. And other times I see some other difficulties, It's sometimes the mothers that are using a prescribed medication for their uh, thrush or yeast, but doggone it, that just isn't beating it because it's recurring and recurring and recurring. And then there are the mothers who sometimes will return to work. They've made seemingly airtight plans for combining breastfeeding and going back to paid employment, and yet Despite all of those really good plans, pumping milk just doesn't go quite the way that they or you might want it to. So if you're feeling like you need a major overhaul of your life and your body and your habits and your everything, equipment, whatever, if you're really feeling like it's just a major overhaul and like, ah, yuck, forget it, I'm just not going to do this, you know, I want you to just Take a deep breath, okay? Take a step back. And I want you to see how sometimes just the small tweaks 
can really help you to meet your breastfeeding goals. So if you're feeling like you've got this monumental, unsolvable problem, I want you to think about the guy who learns to play golf. Now, frankly, I I don't play golf, all right? But I've heard these stories. What happens is that the guy is taking a golfing lesson and he puts the ball in the rough, okay? And what does the trainer or the coach say? He said, you know what? You're just a few millimeters off on your swing. And the golfer looks at the coach and he says, are you kidding me? I put the ball in the rough. (laughs) Well, actually, those few millimeters can really make a difference. It's that little, like, just straighten that out, that angle, just a teeny little bit. If you've ever served a ball when you're uh, playing tennis, you know it's the same thing. Maybe you knit. See, I knit. It's really not the stitch you're knitting right now. It's really that I was off one stitch eight rows ago. So making these little tiny adjustments are what I'm going to talk about today. Sometimes it seems like you've got this monumental, unsolvable problem with breastfeeding, but most of the time they don't require a bulldozer to fix. So with a tiny little bit of tweaking, you're going to get to where you're going with a whopping dose of determination, and you can solve your problem. So let's think about what it is that you're going to have to do in order to to really make that little bit of difference in order to get that really big piece of success. Let me talk a little bit about this. The peak performance coach, as he likes to call himself, Tony Robbins, says that we have only three choices in our lives. We can choose what we focus on and We can choose what that means to us, which, by the way, is pretty much anything, okay? We can see it as good or bad or whatever. We can choose that. And then finally, we can choose what to do about it. Think about this in the context of breastfeeding. You can choose what you focus on. You can choose what what that means to you, and for some women, it's like, all right, well, then I I can't do it, or I'm not built for it, or whatever. For other women, it is, yeah, I I am built for it, and I can do this. And then finally, what are you going to do about it? I'm going to walk you through several examples of the things that I've seen, and I hope that maybe you can kind of relate to it and ask yourself, where am I and am I that far off course or can I maybe just adjust my swing just a few millimeters and it'll all work out. All right, let's start with some of the things that I've seen, especially in the hospital. Here's one that I've seen a lot. 
is that mothers either have sore nipples or they think that they're supposed to have sore nipples because their friends have all told them that, or they're just fearful about it. That is a wonderful example of something that takes a small tweak. And what do I mean by that? I don't think we've got any statistics on how many women or what percentage of women get sore nipples as a result of the latch that their baby has. But I am here to tell you that in the thousands that I have seen, I would venture to say that 85% of all sore nipples can probably be avoided, eliminated, or reduced just by getting the baby to open wide. What do I mean by that? I mean that when the baby gets on, look at your baby very carefully. Do you notice that he's kind of got his mouth kind of mm -hmm, sort of open, but not really? Or does he have this really big mouth with his tongue out over his gum? The gum is where the teeth would be if the baby had teeth, okay? Try to imagine that. Unless the baby has this really big, open, wide, it's not going to work. And that is the adjustment that you need. Is it possible that your baby has some sort of anatomical uh, anomaly? Uh, certainly, it's possible. But in my experience, about 85% of the time, it's due to a poor latch, and most of those poor latches can be fixed just by knowing that you can have that baby just really super-duper open-wide. All right, here's another one. Oh, my baby isn't interested in feeding. Well, you know, sometimes they're not. And usually, I wish I had a nickel for every time that I have told mothers, well, the baby had a long trip. All right. Being born is not necessarily an easy trip. For most babies, it's not an easy trip. They're kind of thrashing and banging their way out, you know. Some of them have been exposed to a cesarean. Just realize that maybe the baby isn't interested right now. So I'm going to ask you, try to think about tweaking. What can you do that are is like a really simple thing that's going to make all the difference. Really adjusting that angle on the ball so you don't end up in the rough. Well, actually, here's one that's fairly simple. Use skin-to-skin -skin contact. And as I often have to remind mothers, skin-to-skin -skin is not skin-to-bra or skin-to-nightgown or skin-to-anything else. It's skin-to-skin. Skin-to-skin contact will really do a lot. For that baby. How about some alerting techniques? How about trying to maintain eye contact with the baby, talking to the baby, singing to the baby, any of those things? But remember, babies have sleep cycles, and you may have caught him when he's in a, the, the middle of a sleep cycle. So just, just take it easy. All right, so what about for that baby who is, say, eight or nine, nine months old? A lot of times what I find is that mothers will tell me that the baby is having, uh, uh, wants to wean. Maybe not so much so. It may be 
that the baby is having what's called a nursing strike. And a nursing strike just means that the baby kind of isn't in the mood right now. Maybe there are visitors. Maybe it's a holiday. Maybe he had some solid food. Because remember, this is an eight or nine month old baby that maybe just didn't agree with him just right. Or, you know, maybe this is just not the moment he wants to do it. That's called a nursing strike. And sometimes it happens several times during the day. Getting the baby to a quiet environment, usually they're really, really simple things. So before you go too nutty on this, ask yourself, what can I do to adjust my swing just a little bit so that I can have a hole-in-one? Don't go away. I'm Marie Biancuzzo. We'll be right back, right after this short break. Real Life Solutions, Voice America Health and Wellness. Breastfeeding moms rely on the use of a breast pump for those times they are away from their little one. The most important aspect of pumping is having the correct flange. That's the part that comes in contact with mom. Only Pump and Pal offers a pump flange engineered to be more comfortable and more effective. That means more milk in less time. This revolutionary design can also reduce a mom's chance of getting plugged ducts mastitis, or even tissue damage. Get a complete set of all sizes of Super Shield flanges and other pumping accessories at PumpAndPal.com. What's the weirdest place I've ever done it? Probably at my niece's high school musical during intermission. I've done it on an airplane. In our minivan while his mother was driving. Hi, Mom. What's the weirdest place I've ever pumped? Probably the car dealership. In the bathroom at my sister's wedding. Finding a good place to pump can be hard. Donating breast milk is easy. No matter where you've pumped, you'd make a good donor to the Mother's Milk Bank at Austin. Learn how your milk can save lives at milkbank.org slash good donor. New Angel manufactures environmentally friendly and hypoallergenic cotton products for breastfeeding mothers and their new angels. Feel the difference. Soft, absorbent, and breathable. Patented, patent-pending, and award-winning products designed by a certified lactation consultant. Look for New Angel biodegradable, disposable, and cotton-washable nursing pads, natural cotton products, and other unique items. Made by mothers for mothers in the USA by N-U-A-N-G-E-L for your new angel at www.newangel.com and www.amazon.com. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. You're listening to Born to be Breastfed. To reach Marie Biancuso or her guest on today's program, please call 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email to radio at borntobebreastfed.com. Now, back to the show. Hi, everyone. I'm Marie Biancuso. Welcome back to Born to be Breastfed. I'm your host, And before I go on today, I'd like to thank one of my sponsors. I'd especially like to thank New Angel. I would encourage you to visit the site. It's N-U-A-N-G-E-L dot com. This is a certified woman-owned manufacturer making a difference 
in supporting breastfeeding. Visit www.newangel.com. That's N-U-A-N-G-E-L.com. For those of you who are professionals, I'd just like to alert you. I'm going to be running several courses during both the fall and the spring. If you are maybe a peer counselor, if you're somebody who has gained maybe some education or some credential, but you've never really pursued getting your IDLCE, I would invite you to two things. First of all, we run a free webinar at least once a month, sometimes twice a month, and we talk about what it takes in order to get your IBCLC credential. Call our office. We'll be happy to get you signed up. I'll give you the number for our office. This is for professionals, not for parents. It's 703-787-9894. I'll repeat that number. It's 703-787-9894. For those of you who say, hey, you know what, Marie? I'm ready to go. I know all about how to do it, what to do it, blah, blah, blah. I'm ready to go, ready to sign up for that course. I will be in New York City on September 29th through October 3rd with my comprehensive course. The comprehensive course will also be in Dallas. That's November 3rd through November 7th. You're still able to get the early bird discount for that, I'm pretty sure. Uh, I will be in Baltimore November 17th through the 21st. Orlando January 12th through the 16th. Hey, by the way, ladies... A lot of people will come and bring their little kids. Good chance to bring Papa along. Have a little fun at Disney World before or after the course. That's Orlando, January 12th through January 16th. I will be in sunny San Diego, February 23rd through the 27th. In Woodbridge, New Jersey, just outside of New York City, March 23rd through the 27th. And also, again, in Baltimore this spring. In May, that's May 18th through the 22nd. I'm pretty excited because the syllabus for this course just came into my office this morning. It is now a whopping 500 and some odd pages. I feel like I've written my fingers off. People ask me sometimes, oh, yeah, but don't you think I'm going to forget all that stuff from the fall to the uh, time that I take the exam? No, I've given you plenty to keep you busy. I don't think you'll be bored at all. And I think there was just one other small thing I was going to... Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. The uh, thing I do want to mention to you. Where are your questions lately? I haven't gotten questions from parents. If you are a parent, or I suppose even if you're a professional, send me questions. I would love to answer them on the show. Send email to radio at borntobebreastfed.com. I will repeat that. It's radio at borntobebreastfed.com. You can also visit my site for parents. The website for parents is, guess what? borntobebreastfed.com. All righty, so I'm going to pick up where I left off, talking to you a little bit about some of these examples of the small tweaks that you can make for big changes. Before the break, we talked a little bit about sore nipples, baby who isn't interested in feeding. And now I'd like to move to, for example, the baby who is colicky. 
or parents will tell me that he's colicky. There's actually a definition for colic, but you, here's the thing. The, the baby is kind of fussy, seems to have a bellyache. Parents don't know what to do with it. And so here's what I usually find is that mothers will tell me, oh, my friend or whoever told me I've got to cut out milk. I've got to cut out cheese. I've got to cut out yogurt. And they go on and on and on to tell me every single dairy product that they've stopped using and it isn't really helping. Okay. Well, two things with that. First of all, very often what the baby needs is not necessarily for you to change your diet entirely. I think you would be surprised that research really doesn't bear this out, that that food is always the cause of babies having some stomach or GI types of issues. So, I do agree, I do agree that it is absolutely possible that your baby has a sensitivity to cow's milk protein, all right? Not to all of it, but to the the protein part of the cow's milk, and it's because you're drinking it, or you're eating the yogurt or eating the cheese. So a lot of times what I find is that the mother has got what I would call dairy overload. So usually what I try to tell mothers is, you know what? Cutting out all of the dairy for a few days, let me repeat that, a few days, and then adding back in some of the dairy. What you may find is that it's really not that your baby is full-blown allergic, okay? It may well be that what you're eating, you're just eating a ton of. So give the baby a little break. See if maybe in a couple of days... I'm I'm thinking like three or four days, see if you can just clear your system and then add back in the thing that you really like. I know, for instance, sometimes mothers will say, oh, you know, I really want that yogurt in the morning. Okay, well, fine, or whatever. Just, Just try little bits. It may be overload. Speaking of overload, here's another thing. Sometimes mothers will have a lot of lactose in their milk at the beginning of the feeding. And so there, sometimes mother will will tell me, well, baby's allergic to my milk. No, he's not. There is no baby on the earth that I know of, that I have ever encountered, that the baby is allergic to his own mother's milk. I would imagine they're probably there, but I haven't seen them. Usually what you'll see is that sometimes the baby has got an intolerance, like what I just described with the, with the protein, or it could be that the baby is getting a lot of lactose in the beginning of the feeding, and that's called lactose overload. So as usual, as stated on my website, this does not constitute medical advice, all right? You should always have your baby evaluated by a doctor, but I would say that in a lot of cases, you think it's like this great big hairy deal, and sometimes it's just making some small adjustments. Here's another one that I see is that... um, the mothers will tell me that the baby has got thrush, thrush usually meaning on the nipples or in the mouth, or the yeast that is usually thought of as being in the diaper area. And they've got whatever it is medication, and they've used it very religiously, et cetera, et cetera. And the, the baby isn't, it, sometimes what happens is they actually get better, but then it recurs. Why does that happen? And what is that recurrence all about? Again, let's look at what small things can you do that may or may not make a difference. Here's what I mean. 
I have had mothers tell me the oddest things. I can't absolutely prove that this is cause and effect, and I'm not going to tell you that it's going to be cause and effect for your baby, okay? Be real clear about that. But let me give you some just small things. For example, what about the baby's pacifier? Is your baby using a pacifier? Is your baby using the pacifier a lot? There are at least two, possibly three studies that I can think of where pacifiers have been very clearly associated with the uh, yeast. So it could be that the pacifier itself is yeasty, and so you're re-exposing the baby to the yeast every time that the baby takes the pacifier in his mouth. Could be that. All right, it could be something like, I remember interviewing one woman one time, like really a lot, and Something She said something about her laundry, and I said, whoa, 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 wait a minute. So are you putting your bras in with your husband's white socks? And she said, yes. And I said, oops, that might not be good. Maybe your husband is bringing home athlete's foot from the gym. Guess what? Athlete's foot is the same thing. It's the same organism as yeast that you will see in the breastfeeding situations. Separate out that laundry. Not a big thing, but can really make a big difference. I had one woman told me she never beat the yeast until she stopped eating bread. I don't know if there's any relationship. I can't say that I've ever seen that in the professional literature, but hey, you know, worth a thought. All right, now here's another one. A lot of times I will get these mothers who want to go back to work. They already have gone back to work. They got a great grand plan. And all of a sudden, they find out that they don't have enough milk. And one of the things, uh, among the many other things that we've talked about on this show, um, one of the things I look at is, does their flange still fit? Sometimes the flange on the, the breast pump was very appropriate and fit very well for them. At the beginning of their their nursing period, like when the baby was first born. And sometimes their nipples just aren't the same size four months later or three months later or whatever it is. So it's worth looking at that. Is it really that you don't have enough milk? Now, if you're not pumping frequently enough, that I'm going to say uh, that's a huge factor. And uh, we addressed that quite a lot on the show that I did with Nancy Moorbacher about a month or so ago. But look at that flange. Here's the other thing. Did the flange ever fit really well? Some people don't get a good fit in the beginning. And then here's another one. How about the mom who has this flange that she says, well, well, I can't let down now that I've got a flange that's not so tight. You know what's happened? This is Pavlov's dog. You know Pavlov and the dog. You know, the dog would salivate at at the bell. Well, when she doesn't have that pinchy feeling, her body doesn't necessarily know that That's the problem. So there's another thing that you might take a look at. How about the mothers that go to the NICU and they're pumping and they've done everything right, but, oh, for some reason, sometimes they can get more milk and sometimes they they can't. Well, us nurses tend to say breastfeed or pump when you're with the baby. Well, touching the baby is all well fine. That's really great. But you know what? Sometimes some mothers do better before they go to the NICU. Some mothers do better when they're in the NICU with the baby. Other mothers do better 
after they're out of the NICU and they see that the baby is better. It's those small tweaks that make a big difference. Don't go away. We'll be right back right after this break. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. Breastfeeding Outlook, owned and operated by Marie Biancuso, is America's premier provider of breastfeeding education. If you're a nurse, lactation consultant, dietitian, midwife, physician, doula, or other professional, Breastfeeding Outlook is your source for SERPs, nursing contact hours, and CEUs to meet your certification or licensure requirements in all 50 states. Join Marie at a seminar in one of many U.S. cities or learn online. Marie has helped thousands to pass the IBLCE exam on the first try, and she can help you too. Call to find out how to get an easy payment plan for Marie's IBLCE exam prep course. And if your hospital is seeking the baby-friendly hospital designation, we can help you with that too through expert training and value-based consultation. We have a variety of packages to meet your needs without breaking your budget. Sign up for a live or online course or inquire about training today. Please visit breastfeedingoutlook.com or call us at 703-787-9894. Evidence for your practice starts here. Visit breastfeedingoutlook.com or call us at 703-787-9894. Do you enjoy listening to Marie Biancuzo? Do you think your staff would enjoy listening to Marie? As the past president of Baby Friendly USA, Marie currently offers baby-friendly training programs, online only, live only, or a combination of live and online education. If you are tired of listening to a boring lecture in a dark room, watching bullet point slides with a brief chance for questions at the end, come and enjoy a truly interactive learning online or live program with Marie. Call Marie today at 703-787-9894 to find an option that works for your staff. What's the weirdest place I've ever done it? Probably at my niece's high school musical during intermission. I've done it on an airplane. In our minivan while his mother was driving. Hi, Mom. What's the weirdest place I've ever pumped? Probably the car dealership. In the bathroom at my sister's wedding. Finding a good place to pump can be hard. Donating breast milk is easy. No matter where you've pumped, you'd make a good donor to the Mother's Milk Bank at Austin. Learn how your milk can save lives at milkbank.org slash gooddonor. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. A healthy dialogue for your lifestyle. Voice America Health & Wellness. You're listening to Born to be Breastfed. To reach Marie Biancuso or her guest on today's program, please call 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email to radio at borntobebreastfed.com. Now, back to the show. 
Welcome back, everyone. I'm Marie Biancuto. I'm your host for Board to be Breastfed. And today I have a special guest who's going to talk with us a little bit more about flanges. By way of full disclosure, I should introduce John Gillen. John is a sponsor for our show. John is the inventor of the Pump and Pal which is a very interesting flange. And I'm going to give John a very limited amount of time to answer some very tough questions. And by the way, John or anybody else cannot buy their way into this show. I can only talk to whose product I really believe in and whose product I have seen work. And I know in the case of the Pump and Pal, dozens of experienced lactation consultants who have said, uh, how much they like it and they've seen good results. So I'm going to give John uh, the tough questions and then I'm going to make him answer it. Hey, John, so tell us, what are the main reasons why somebody might use your product? Well, um, I'll get right into that, Marie. First of all, I wanted to, I wanted to thank you for having me on the show. And I, I think that what you're doing is just fantastic helping moms out. <laughs> um, uh, and I'm really glad to be here. The, uh, the, the question that you pose... Um, you know what's the what's the uh, uh, you know the main indicators and the reasons why this product is useful for moms. It gets back to what this show is all about. It's the little things that make a difference for and in our world, it's for the for pumping, breastfeeding or pumping, either one. Those little things make so much of a difference in confidence. Uh, what what we try to, to base our uh, success on is comfort and efficiency for moms that are pumping. If they're going to take the time to do it, they need to be able to do it comfortably, and they want to make sure that what they're doing is producing the kind of, uh, of outcome that they're looking for. We, okay. we specifically design our flanges to uh, accomplish just that. There's a lot of versatility with the, uh, with the use of them, and uh, you know, you're right. It's hard for me to, to go into these deep questions with a little limited amount of time but, um, uh, you know, rest assured uh, that the engineering that goes into each one of these when this is all of our focus every day is about creating the best flange we possibly can because that's the interface between mom and the pump. The pumps generally do the same, um, they have the same action every time. It's how they interact with mom that's important. Hey, John, I'm going to give you a little boost on that one. I'm going to say, how about this product is especially useful, for example, mothers who have back pain while they're pumping? Because- Absolutely. Well, one of, our, one of the main attributes of our, of our flanges is they are angled. They angle uh-huh. uh, for some moms and kind of, uh, without getting overly graphic, it kind of depends on which direction mom points. And some, uh, some moms really struggle with having to hunch over while they pump. And um, that's bad on the back, especially if you do it repeatedly throughout the day. Um, you start to get some serious back pain. We angle them so the milk runs down into the bottle, but the mom can sit uh, either upright or some of them can even uh, sit back in a chair. And so, John, in my experience, I would say it's good for the mothers that have the large breasts, who, by the way, also are sometimes the ones that have the back pain. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, mothers who have had cesareans, those sorts of things? Well, that's one thing is once you have an angle on a flange, you can rotate it. And, and so by rotating it as a, for instance, if some moms are what we call tub- have tubulous breasts where 
um, they actually really struggle with using a pump because sometimes they have to lift a breast just to be able to get the pump to uh, to attach. Uh, if you rotate our flange all the way around, it actually takes the angle and puts the bottle out in front of them, and so they no longer have to do have to do the lift and hold, and and uh, and they're back to, to pumping. Uh, in, a, in a more, like I said, in a more comfortable and effective manner. And John, I'm thinking, it's been a while since I've looked this up, but I'm thinking that your flange fits with like six or seven or eight different uh, brands. Is that correct? It is, yeah. We try to stay on top of uh, of uh, all the different pump companies out there. Uh, sometimes they'll make a subtle change to their flange. And, um, and so we have six, there are six different little radiuses on our flange that allow them to, to basically be universal. Cool. I'm like the, the, the pumps that have uh, removable flanges. You uh-huh. use ours in place of those ones that came with the pump, and um, uh, and if they are a, what we call a one piece, which means they're attached to the part that screws on top of the bottle, then you use ours as an insert into that standard flange. Okay. So, John, are there similar products on the market? Well, the similar ones are the ones that come with the pump. And uh, pump companies, pump companies need to create the most universal product that they can, and the most universal shape that's out there would be uh, a, a, just like a funnel. Looks just like a, an oil funnel or any other kind of funnel. It's completely symmetrical, and and it makes sense that that's what they need to do uh, to to try to hit the masses as, as best they can. What we've done is we've said, okay, now let's design something that really isn't necessarily for the masses, but it is going to be for the moms that need something different than the shape that came with her pump. And some, I have to tell you, as a disclosure, some moms will get a pump, put it on, and everything works just perfect for her. She, she sits in a comfortable position. She's able to pump uh, comfortably um, uh, for a 15-, 20-minute period, get all the milk that she wants to, and, and fully empty. That mom is, is, that means that that setup is right for that particular mom. But other moms that struggle with, the, with it, where they can't quite figure out why it hurts, why they're not getting milk, why they're, you know, uh, why it's uncomfortable on their back, whatever. That's what our flange was designed for. So the only real alternatives that are out there are the, are the flanges that come with the pump. They're, so, John, um, you're telling me that these uh, listeners don't necessarily need to line your pockets. You're telling me that if the pump that they've got with their breast pump set up, the, the kit that they have, if it's working for them, they're good. Hallelujah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All I right. mean, seriously, that's exactly what it is. We, you know, we have, uh, uh, we feel very strongly about having one objective, and that is helping moms get the most out of their pumping sessions. If they are doing really well with the standard setup that they have, they just need to stick with that. Because sometimes, back to the to the little things, you know, uh, you know, lots of golfers that you mentioned earlier, you can try too hard to tweak your swing, and you can start messing things up a little bit. And so, uh, we're not a, we're we're not about uh, we're not about selling something to everybody. We're about everybody being able to get what they need from their pump reach their object, uh, objectives, and, uh, uh, and you know, everybody's happy. So, John, I'm going to be the skeptic. I'm going to be the devil's advocate here. Convince me, what evidence do you have 
that that really would would make me say, okay, John's got a product that's really effective. What makes your product really effective? What evidence can you do to con- what have you got to convince me? Don't tell me you've got clinical trials because I don't think you do. Because if you did, I think I would have read them. But there's other <laughs> kinds of evidence. <laughs> well, you know, the clinical trials is tough because every single yeah. mom is so yeah. different. You know, what we're trying to do, you know, it's hard for mom to go, yeah, that's more comfortable than this comfortable, you know, flange. It's, it's, uh, those degrees are tough. So the best thing I can tell you is this is our 14th year in business. Oh, wow. We, are in, we started out in NICUs. Our, our original product was to try to help moms who were pumping really round the clock for the little one that, that wasn't in a position where they could breastfeed. And, and then that kept catching on, and we kept finding that more and more moms wanted to use them even outside of the NICU. Uh, they would tell their, they would be in a NICU, then they'd tell their friends they had something, and then so we started to get contacted from other moms, and we expanded out. We have a 100% money-back guarantee, including shipping, if any mom finds that, that our flanges aren't doing the trick for them. Uh, it's as easy as that, and... and um, even with that, Marie, we have a higher than 93% success rate, and wow. we, send, we send flanges around the world daily, and uh, we still only have about a little less than 7% of a return rate, and uh, that's with 100% money-back guarantee. So um, I think the, kind of for us, the proof that we're making a difference is that, uh, is that particular return rate. We make it really, really easy. All she has to do is let us know it's not working and we take care of the rest. So with all of that in mind, I think, I think we're pretty dialed in with, um, <laughs> with the product. So, John, help me with this. Uh, we've got only about two minutes left here. What is the one most compelling reason why a mother should try your product? Well, I think the most compelling reason is she has nothing to lose and everything to gain. Convince me. You know, I mean, really, it's like I said before, if you're going to pump, if you're going to invest the time, you know, if you're going to invest the, uh, the, uh, put the effort forth, then you want to do it as most effectively as you possibly can. You want to empty those breasts the best you can because that tells the body to make more. Uh, you, you, you know, you want to do this and, in uh, the most efficient and effective way possible. And you don't know whether or not uh, an alternative flange like ours could be that little, you know, millimeter change of the swing that produces <laughs> huge, uh, um, you know, outcomes. So I think the number one compelling thing really is, is that every mom is different. You know, that means they need a different flange. Uh, some, some do. And if you try ours, you've got nothing to lose and everything to gain. You know, John, I got to tell you what caught my attention is I usually see those things that say 100% my money back guarantee. And I think, yeah, but then I got to pay the stinking shipping. And you're telling me the mother does not have to pay the shipping back to you if she hates the product. Yeah. I mean, our philosophy all around the the office is if they don't fit a mom, she pays nothing. Okay. I mean, that's it. All we want her to do is try them. And if she tries them and they're fantastic, which I think, you know, 93% of them are, uh, are, are you know, super happy with them, that's yeah. fantastic. If not, we don't want them to, to feel like they paid a penny for them. We just want, that, we just want her to at least give us a shot. John, we've got less than uh, 30 seconds left. How much does it cost and where can the customer find you? 
Well, or the product. Well, $29.95 for a set of three different sizes. And I have to tell you real quick that the reason that we sell them in three different sizes is that no mom knows what size she needs, which size right. is right for each side, and which size she's going to need throughout her entire pumping experience. Because, as you know, the body changes. So they're $29.95 at pumpandpal.com, www.pumpinpal.com, or on Amazon. And we also give the full uh, uh, guarantee on Amazon as well. We oh, take care cool. of, of both of those. So either place that she likes to purchase, either online from us or from Amazon, we'll take care of her. John, thank you so much. This is I, I really don't want to plug somebody else's product, but I know that your product has been well plugged by many of my colleagues and many mothers. Thank you so much for giving us some insight into why it works, and thanks for joining us today. Yeah, thank you very much, Maria. I really appreciate the time. I'm, I'm so glad you could come. All right, everybody, don't go away. We will be right back right after this short break. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. What's the weirdest place I've ever done it? Probably at my niece's high school musical during intermission. I've done it on an airplane. In our minivan while his mother was driving. Hi, Mom. What's the weirdest place I've ever pumped? Probably the car dealership. In the bathroom at my sister's wedding. Finding a good place to pump can be hard. Donating breast milk is easy. No matter where you've pumped, you'd make a good donor to the Mother's Milk Bank at Austin. Learn how your milk can save lives at milkbank.org slash gooddonor. Breastfeeding moms rely on the use of a breast pump for those times they are away from their little one. The most important aspect of pumping is having the correct flange. That's the part that comes in contact with mom. Only Pump and Pal offers a pump flange engineered to be more comfortable and more effective. That means more milk in less time. This revolutionary design can also reduce a mom's chance of getting plugged ducts, mastitis, or even tissue damage. Get a complete set of all sizes of Super Shield flanges and other pumping accessories at pumpandpal.com. New Angel manufactures environmentally friendly and hypoallergenic cotton products for breastfeeding mothers and their new angels. Feel the difference. Soft, absorbent, and breathable. Patented, patent-pending, and award-winning products designed by a certified lactation consultant. Look for New Angel biodegradable, disposable, and cotton-washable nursing pads, natural cotton products, and other unique items. Made by mothers for mothers in the USA. By N-U-A-N-G-E-L for your New Angel at www.newangel.com and www.amazon.com. Now you don't have to stay linked to your desktop or laptop. Take Voice America on the go and listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Real Life Solutions. Voice America Health & Wellness. You're listening to Born to be Breastfed. To reach Marie Biancuso or her guest on today's program, please call 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email to radio at borntobebreastfed.com. Now, back to the show. Hi, everyone. Welcome back. I'm Marie Biancuso. I'm your host for Born to be Breastfed. I would just like to say thank you to John Gillen 
owner and inventor of the Pump and Pal. Thank you, John, for being with us. Thank you for supporting our show. Again, just by way of full disclosure, everyone, you should know that, uh, first of all, not everybody gets to advertise on the show, and there's a reason for that. It's because I have to believe in the product. The person also needs to be compliant with the uh, interna- the World Health Organization International Code of Marketing of Breast Milk Substitutes as Pump and Pal and New Angel and other uh, sponsors are. We'd also like to give just a little mention to uh, Mamava and also to, I think we have another sponsor who's just coming on and I can't mention them because I'm not really sure it's a it's a go yet. Uh, so at any rate, I'd like you to keep this in mind. For those of you who are listening to the show now, and if it's before Thanksgiving, remember that I did a show with Kim Updegrove from the Milk Bank. Remember that I said that if you are interested in just finding out about donating your milk, all you've got to do is make the call, just make the call to Kim at the Milk Bank, listen to that show, uh, there, there are two of them actually, and we'll enter you in a random drawing to see if you can get a $50 gift card to Amazon.com, and again, that's just for calling and expressing interest we will draw a random winner really want to encourage people to give their milk not necessarily their money to the milk bank of course i'm sure that kim would take money too but she's really looking for milk for these especially fragile babies it is truly the gift of life all righty so we've really talked about a bunch of stuff today and i really want you to really think about what are your goals what do you want to be focused on? And I would encourage you, get focused on your goal, all right? Don't get focused on these little doodaddy things that slow you down. Don't get focused on the little doodaddy things that seem like there's no answer because a lot of times there is an answer, and so many times those answers are fairly simple. Remember that only you, can choose what you focus on. And remember that whatever it is you're focusing on, the meaning of that is up to you. And if you think it's impossible or you think it's a forever thing for which you're going to need a bulldozer to solve, eh, probably not, you know. And don't get yourself into the self-fulfilling prophecy. Make up your mind that you can control a lot of these things. You can put that baby down and let him finish out his sleep cycle. You can take that baby who's having a nursing strike into another room so that he's got fewer distractions. You can, oh, something I forgot to tell you about was the baby who has the all-night smorgasbord. He's probably having a growth spurt, all right? Linda Smith and I talked about growth spurts in an earlier session that was around June or so. So think about these things. Are they really all that big of a deal or is it something that is either temporary or something that you just got to tweak just a wee little tiny bit? Remember, you're the mom and you can do this. Now, let me go back to remembering that the guy who's playing golf 
can have his swing off just a few millimeters. But by adjusting just a tiny bit, you can get that ball out of the rough. Try something different. That's one of my take-home messages for today. Try something different. Observe for the results. And very, very often, what you'll find is with a little fix, you'll get a big result. And then finally, I have to tell you a quote that I got from my very, very good friend, Dr. Debbie Bokar, who's in Oklahoma City. If you've been listening to the show, you know I've mentioned Debbie so many times. Uh, Debbie is an RN, an IBCLC, and a PhD, and one of my best friends in the world. And she says, and I quote, most breastfeeding problems are transient and solvable. And I will repeat that. Most breastfeeding problems are transient and solvable. Yours too are probably transient and solvable. That's all the time that we have today. I'd like to thank John Gillen, who was our guest today from um, Pump and Pal. I'd also like to thank New Angel, and I'd especially like to thank all of you for listening to Born to be Breastfed, and I'd like you all to come back next week for sure, okay? Please visit my website at borntobebreastfed.com for a preview of what's coming up. And also, don't forget if you've got questions for me or for John or for any of our previous guests, we've talked recently with uh, Kim Updegrove, we've talked with Nancy Marbacher, we've talked with so many good guests. If you've got questions, please send your questions to radio at borntobebreastfed.com. I'll either handle them or get my guests to handle those questions. And if you're interested in professional continuing education about breastfeeding and lactation, remember, I'm your source for evidence-based practice and education on the web and sometimes in your city. I'll be in several cities coming right up. Again, parents, website for you is borntobebreastfed.com. Professionals, website for you is www.breastfeedingoutlook.com. I am going to do a um, consult for a hospital who is going baby-friendly tomorrow. And if you're interested in a consult for your hospital, let me know. I'm Marie Bancuzzo. I promise that I'll help you to cut through the myths and clarify the facts about breastfeeding next Monday, same time, same channel. In the meanwhile, remember, your baby was born to be breastfed. Have a great week. Thank you for tuning in this week to Born to be Breastfed. Please join Marie Biancuzo next Monday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. This week, do its best for you and your baby. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericahealth.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. 
visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.